0: Hello and welcome. I'm Eric. And I'm Ben. And this is the Wikipedia Chronicles. This is a podcast where we start with a random article and explore it and then follow the links and see where it takes us. So um, before we get started, I will just mention, so that it's not just a weird thing, yeah. uh, um, we have a guest host, uh, John could not record tonight, so we have Ben filling in for him. Howdy. Howdy. So Ben, why don't you uh, tell me what your random article is? Well, you know what?
1: Uh, I do not yet know. So we're just gonna tap it here on our iPad. All right. Hit the random button. Loading. It runs in the family. Now. Well, uh, I like the sound of that. <laughs> yeah. This is a this is a disambiguation.
0: I suppose a disambiguation yeah it, it runs, runs
1: it. It, yeah there's a there's a number of things that uh refer to it runs in the family uh, uh you got the 1994 film a sequel to A Christmas Story uh the 2003 film starring Kirk, Michael and Cameron <laughs> Douglas uh there's a Murder, She Wrote episode hmm. called It Runs in the Family there's a play by Ray Cooney and uh A game show on Viasat One, and you know I'm familiar with uh, zero of those, (laughs) so it doesn't really run with me.
0: Well, I'm—I will tell you what my article is that I just brought up, but I am going to say that we are definitely going to your article. Okay. (laughs) What I got was Zukovo, which is a settlement in the hills north of Beleki in the municipality of Ribnica, in southern Slovakia. You know, Slovenia. Sorry. What What is it with you and the
1: small municipalities? I, I don't
0: know. I, I just have a curse. Okay. Here, here's the most interesting thing about this place. Let's hear it. Population: nine people. Ooh. We found a new low. <laughs>
1: oh, nine. You know, that's uh, a. <laughs> You know, it's like one, that's one larger family or or two smaller ones or three nuclear ones. True. You know, mom, dad, Mm -hmm. kid. But,
0: uh... Or it could be, um, you know, four people without kids and then just a loner. The the, the elder, the village elder. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, I feel like I'm going to side with one large family.
0: Okay, yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, it seems like the kind of place where they would have large families. You know, like I'm gu-
1: I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a pin on it on my <laughs> on my map. I'm gonna say I have to find out about this one this <laughs> X amount of families here. I'm very interested, <laughs> but uh, I, yeah. I guess I guess uh, you know, speaking of families, it runs in the family. It does run in the family. You know, I'm not sure right. where we, uh. You know which one to go through.
0: All right, well, let me jump on over to... It runs right. in the family. It runs in the family. Disambiguation. It's
1: not It's not actually labeled as disambiguation, but... Oh, that's interesting. Huh. But it, it, it is just a list of things that... So it effectively is.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um... Well, I have no idea what Viasat One is. I assume it's a some kind of TV station.
1: I I would assume so. Um, uh, I mean, maybe maybe even a satellite TV mm. station.
0: It could be. I also did not know that they made a sequel to a Christmas story.
1: I had no idea as well it's uh, <laughs> there's so many interesting options, yeah, and this this is the <laughs> fun of the podcast, isn't it? Just you
2: know
1: running running with
0: it <laughs> running with the family yeah. um, oh man i don't know i it's it's tough, it's a tough decision <laughs> I'm almost tempted to go with the sequel to A Christmas Story just to see what it would be about. Yeah. I
1: was thinking that as well. You know, curious... I mean, I kind of want to know about Viasat 1. I'm yeah. like, what, what, what is What is Viasat? You know, <laughs> what if there's this great channel out there that, uh, you know, ha- probably Game Show Network, actually. As that it uh, could be. In India. That uh, <laughs> you know, it's all about how it runs in the family. Mm. But I think... I think uh, for the 1994 sequel to A Christmas Story, I feel like it's too
0: good to pass up.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to tap it right here. All
0: right, let's go on over to... Oh. Mm. Okay. Oh. It's actually called called My Summer Story, apparently. It's not. It runs in the family, (laughs) I guess. It was released in theaters as it runs in the family, apparently. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know at what point it got changed to My Summer Story. Yeah, this is a. Uh, this is quite misleading. <laughs> you know, I
1: really thought I was. I really thought this this was running with the family, but now it's about summer. Yeah. But I guess that's the logical progression. For yeah. Go from Christmas for, to summer. Yeah, it's like you know, you've mm. seen how he, how this family operates in in the throes of Christmas time. <laughs> now wait until you see what these wackos do in the summer got a beautiful uh, theatrical poster. <laughs> it's the, the American dream, the white picket fence, but the house mm. is wearing a straitjacket. <laughs> Something oh sinister man. has happened inside.
0: What craziness could be going on in there? Hey,
1: who knows? We've got all sorts <laughs> of subsection to find out. You know, you got plot, and and I guess there are others not relevant <laughs> to that, but... You know, I have to. You know, let's just take a look at. You know.
0: Well, let's let's uh, enlighten the listeners as to who is in this movie because uh, there course. are uh, at least two names that matter. One is Mary Steenburgen, who I believe she's the one who is married to Ted Danson. Uh,
1: you and know, she... I would I would have to go to her Wikipedia page to find out.
0: <laughs> she, I know, she has been in. Quite a lot of stuff. Um, I believe she was in uh, Back to the Future 3. She played Clara, the love interest of the Doctor Brown. Um, but then also in this movie is Kieran Calkin. A Caulkin. Yep, one of the Culkins. Oh, the, the younger one, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I think he's the same guy who was in... Um, Scott Pilgrim versus The World Oh, okay Yeah, you know um,
1: Not quite the Macaulay But right. probably a good thing Yeah <laughs> oh, Okay, so Two names that matter I mean, I'm sure all these other people in the movie are, are great fantastic Yeah, I'm sure people. they're top notch And we've got a narrator too Ooh, a narrator uh, As Gene Shepherd. That's true, yeah. Oh, is that the. I wonder if it's the, the
0: same guy. Oh, it could be.
1: He does not have a Wikipedia article, so we'll um. never know. Never mind going <laughs> to the Christmas story. All right.
0: So. All right well, let's, see in the, let's see what the plot here is. Oh, it has several plot lines. Whoa. <laughs> uh, this might be a little complicated.
1: All right. Well, let's see if we can navigate it. Okay.
0: Alright, so there's one for Ralphie One for his parents And then also one for Ralphie and his dad On a fishing trip Hmm. Can't wait to see what those two catch (laughs) Probably a boop Okay, so it looks like it's kind of similar to the first movie In that Ralphie wants a thing Uh That That is his main quest in the movie Is to get a thing so he wants to find a top, one of those spinny things, tough enough to knock a bully's top <laughs> out of a chalk circle in a game of kill. That's now, that is just, you know... <laughs> that's charming. That's wonderful. A noble pursuit there. <laughs>
1: this is, uh, you know, before you had your per- your Pokemon, kids, this is what you had to deal with. You had yeah. to find the toughest top. <laughs>
0: just gotta get that better top
1: i want to be a top master (laughs) Uh, but uh what's happening with ralphie's dad he's on a series of skirmishes with his hillbilly neighbors (laughs) wacky wow uh the bumpuses Ooh. so these uh these bumpuses oh they have 43 bloodhounds I think they made an appearance in A Christmas Story. Mm. Um, Not incorrect. Uh, uh, Wait, are they all named Big Red? I think the phrasing here is a little... It It would seem that way. Or are they referred to as Big Red in a a mass? Mm. Uh, Maybe they just
0: don't have individual names and they just call them by a collective... Big Red.
1: Yeah, I know. When you when you got forty three bloodhounds, like how are you gonna know which one to call? Just hey, Big Red. Yeah. And then this this swarming just, <laughs> like mass just runs
0: towards you. <laughs> oh boy! It'd be like uh, in The Shining with the elevator of blood. It's mm. just a whole bunch of dogs <laughs> coming down the oh. stairs. Oh gosh, <laughs> that's a sight to behold for sure. <laughs> The,
1: those darn bumpuses. <laughs> uh, so th- the old man calls in Barkley, the family dog, mm. to distract the bumpuses hounds when the old man comes home from work. Ah,
0: that's a good plan.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, well, wait till you see <laughs> this. Uh, when he gets out of the cart, he accidentally steps in dog poop. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, man. I bet that sent, like, you know, laughter uh. through the audience. <laughs> in the man,
0: I th- wish I could see that. Yeah, I wish uh. I could
1: have been there, but I was four, and I didn't even understand why that was funny.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> boy. Well, apparently
0: R- Ralphie's mom... What's
1: going on with her?
0: Uh, she would like to finally get something other... Than a gravy boat on dish night at the local cinema. So I guess <laughs> this is just so <laughs> quaint. <laughs> Man. Oh. Oh, and there's a apparently a, another thing that happens with um Scut, the main bully, is demoted, with a new head bully ruling over him. What? I did not know. So, I I did not <laughs> know the the the
1: bully hierarchy was actually merit based
0: yeah and uh apparently like this is the villain get its own subplot in this movie oh you know i I like that yeah I you know I'm gonna put this on my uh summer movie list yeah it's always nice to see them um bringing in some of the bully bureaucracy mm-hmm. shedding light on that whole thing it's very interesting underworld there
1: you know i don't know how much experience you have being a bully but Mm. i've never been inside that world so i i really want to figure out you know how the how the whole thing works uh you know how do you how do you become a is there an application or is it you know do they scout you
0: right yeah i don't know it's a it's a good question
1: it seems like there's a bit of mobility once you get into the ranks of
0: the Yeah, bully. I'm sure you can climb the ladder pretty quickly yeah. if you're good enough. But it's I'd, just getting your foot in the door. Yeah. That's the big hurdle.
1: I'd like to think I'd be a, a, a good bully. I'd like to think that. But, you know, I, I just think I'm too thin-skinned. Hmm. I don't, you know, maybe I could get in, but I couldn't, like, rise above. Right. Oh, boy. So, that's... That's that movie Yeah, well, Seems great
0: Do we want to spoil the ending For them Because it does tell the ending To the movie here oh, Man it's, it's so hard when you don't When I don't even want to so, read it <laughs> But I almost feel like You know the listeners are just on the edge of their seat. Like what is going to happen? I'm on the edge of my of seat stuff? and all I
1: have to do is, is move my eyes. If, like a, <laughs> there's a paragraph break, so you don't accidentally read it. Right. You know, I think I'm going to make the jump and I guess I'm deciding that the viewers also have to make, you know what? If you really don't want to next, you know, yeah. 15, 30 seconds, just like, right. just, just, just like just skip, skip the ahead. Skip button on skip your ahead.
0: podcast player. Yeah. Okay. But all right. So here we go. Here's the ending. Ralphie gets a top just as powerful as the bullies. (laughs) And then both tops go into a sewer, never to be seen again.
1: Like gladiators. Yeah. Like gladiators. Wow. It's
0: It's a classic. You know, it's a great, you know, ending with showing the triumph and kind of the good versus evil. And kind of showing how, like, in the end, it kind of both sides kind of nobody
1: wins. It's, it's a pyrrhic victory. It's showing the futility of conflict. Yeah. It's saying like no matter how strong your top is, it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. it's going to disappear into a sewer anyway. Yeah. So maybe find your resolutions diplomatically mm-hmm. rather than spend so much effort finding this powerful top just to have it be taken away from you—it's mm. a beautiful message.
0: Yeah, it's good. I have to put it on my list to check it out sometime.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Seems like I—you know—even though we know every every detail of the plot mm-hmm. now, I just wanna, just wanna check it out. You yeah. know, I feel compelled it's to. It's just
0: like rewatching a movie. You know, you get the experience again you pick up new things so yeah it's just we're gonna find little nuances we're gonna be able to pick it apart now that we don't have to experience the plot as it unfolds Mm -hmm. we can feel free to really dissect everything that happens and dig deep
1: i feel like i said that just five minutes to you uh before we started recording maybe you did let's move on.
0: <laughs> hey, uh, well, at least I only have five minutes of material to reuse from you the rest of this hour. And I'll have to figure out something else.
1: Oh, you know, <laughs> I, I feel, you know, you know, I've, I've, I've got a few, a little bit more material lined up here. You know, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of places we can take this article. Uh, mm-hmm. I mentioned, uh, Narrated by Gene Shepard. I said there wasn't a Wikipedia article on it. I was wrong. Oh. See, because this wasn't the first occurrence of the name. Gotcha. In the main body or in the, in the little info panel on the right. Mm-hmm. See, it was actually written by Gene Shepard. Hmm. So, we have the writer and the narrator, same person. Okay. That's that's one direction. I I think would be in. you know what else has this person written or narrated? Were they more famous for well they're probably well, most most famous for narrating.
0: I would like to go to that article. I will agree with you there, but I will say it says up here that this film is based on semi-autobiographical stories by him and Also, A Christmas Story was based on his semi-autobiographical stories. Mm. So, we at least know that much. But let's see what else he has done. I'm taking the plunge. Gene Shepard.
1: Ah, you know what? This is never a good sign when you get to a page. There's this little disclaimer up top that says, this page has some issues. Yeah. But, you know, not to be confused with the American country music singer Gene Shepard. Oh. Well, this person is dead now. But, you know, 1999, 78, probably lived a good long life, made Mm -hmm. a Christmas story and a summer story.
0: Yeah. At least he got a summer story in before he died. Yeah that can stand as his last, you know, lasting legacy.
1: The, uh, well, there's, a, oh, eleven 11 year gap between a Christmas story and a summer story. I'd mm. like to see how, how that, if, you know, I'm talking about the film again, but I want to, mm-hmm. I kind of want to see how 11 years changes those mm. two films. Cause you know, everyone, you know, it's Christmas time. Everyone, you know, is watching a Christmas story. Mm-hmm. It's summertime. Nobody's watching a summer story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. American storyteller, radio and TV personality, writer, and actor, hmm. who is often referred to by the nickname Shep. Yeah. I feel like he got that by contracting the last name Shepherd
0: I think to the right. first
1: four letters.
0: I think that's. That might be exactly what happened. So this guy, wow, has
1: actually actually done—he's done some stuff.
0: Yeah, he he's got quite the little Wikipedia article here.
1: You know, I kind of th- I kind of came into this thinking like you know. This might not be a good article to jump to. It might not have a lot of content. And actually, there is this guy. You know what? It's pretty well documented. Military man uh, during World War II.
0: Hmm.
1: A technician fifth grade. You know, when I was in fifth grade, I could never be a technician, so... You know, salute to him. Yeah, he's... I can never do he that. He was really on that. Born on the south side of Chicago. You know, uh, I've never been to Chicago. Me neither. I, I hear it's windy and chaotic.
0: Yeah, that's what I've heard as well. Um, being a person of Chicago, he was a White Sox fan. That's baseball.
1: Ah. Uh, a lifelong White Sox fan, so... Someone I would say is very dedicated.
0: Oh yeah, as as very committed.
1: committed. You know, worked as uh, a mail carrier in a steel I'm mill,
2: hm.
1: and oh, he has a amateur radio are. license. Uh, oh, we might have been a little fibber because it says you know claiming he got 16, yeah. uh, but sometimes saying even younger. Wow, like
0: a 15, 14. AM radio guy. Wow. Yeah. Now I didn't know that they would need mail carriers in a steel mill. A pretty big steel mill, probably. Maybe it has its own zip code. That yeah, could be. See, I, I just picture mail carriers being in offices. That's what I was. I, don't I was not see thinking a lot well. of offices in steel mills. Well, you got the one office
1: for the guy who manages the mail Mm -hmm. and uh
0: maybe he just carries the mail to him Maybe it's he just carries his mail. really
1: easy job Mm -hmm. but you know i wouldn't turn down that gig you know here's your here's your mail mr steelman Mm -hmm. what am i what am i to do for the rest of my shift and mr steelman's just like you do your job and i'm like i already got you the mail Mm.
0: What else is he going to say?
1: I'm not qualified to do any (laughs) steel stuff. I don't know if you've looked at... Well, maybe Gene was built a little differently, but... Mm. You know, you're in a steel mill. I'm always imagining these guys, you know, big burly muscles... Mm. Making steel through whatever processes that steel mills make steel. (laughs) uh, Smelting, the Mm -hmm. word comes to mind. That's something that happens. I think. I think it does. You get to see all the the wonderful molten metals burning in such a bright, lovely color. You know, when you when you think about it, when you just sit down and you think about a steel mill, there's something rather beautiful about it. Mm. It's those bright colors and the big burly burly men. Mm there's There's also the guy who carries the mail within yeah. the stealing and that Is was what gene did, mm-hmm. yeah and that w- we haven't even stepped outside of the early life. This guy has
0: yeah, he went on to do things a lot of things. he was in radio broadcasting, he had a late night broadcast, I'm sure that got a little raunchy if it's late night, oh you know? uh, yeah.
1: You know, uh what, what what is a what is a late night radio broadcast uh from nineteen fifty one to nineteen fifty three even like? I bet there's no there's there's
0: no board you can press a button and it goes boing or whatever. Right. They probably had physical props that they had to have a microphone. They had to have
1: a guy standing near the gong. Mm-hmm you know these days just one two people you got your your morning shock jocks back then you you needed a production Mm -hmm. gee whiz now i'm kind of interested in what what a what a late late night radio from that period because like it couldn't be It, it it's not what late night is today definitely yeah you could not get away with that back then mm-hmm. like, like what Although What do they like, talk about
0: What if it is more of a Late night in, in the sense of like a tonight show Where he's Where he has like a special guest on And interviews him I, You yeah, know maybe I would have to imagine that's what it had To be Yeah Cause so I can't imagine that time period Having much else for a late-night broadcast. Oh, yeah. Unless I'm, it was I'm like a murder mystery show or something. Some, that something, That a little like, too yeah. spooky or something. You know, had to
1: put the kids to bed before mm-hmm. Shep read his stories. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that was actually done in Philadelphia. Yeah. Not too far from here, where we are recording.
1: No, uh... Well, maybe if we read a little bit further, we we would see that Shep, as he was known, uh, had an overnight slot in, sorry, 1956, not 1596, (laughs) well, he he was a real trailblazer back then. Uh, He went to New York, New York, he delighted his fans. Uh, mm. Strong verbiage, delighted <laughs> by telling stories, reading poetry, especially the works of Robert W. Service, who mm. I've never heard of, and organizing comedic listener stunts. Uh, oh, you know he has a famous comedic listener stunt. The most famous of the last involved creating a hoax about a non-existent book, I Libertine by the equally non-existent author, Frederick R. Ewing, in 1956.
0: that sounds
1: quite delightful. Oh, you know what? I have heard of this before. Yeah? Because what he wanted... Like, I'm reading further, and it's because he wanted to see how easy it was to manipulate bestseller lists. And I had... You know, I don't know where I read about (laughs) this before, but... um, Basically, you know, they got... He asked all his listeners to be like, Hey, just ask for I, Libertine' by Frederick R. Ewing. And, uh... What, what eventually happened was, uh... You know, they asked for... You know, all these bookstores are like, you know, I gotta get this book in. All these people are asking <laughs> for it. And, uh... They attempted to purchase the book for, from their distributors. Um... And it did eventually get listed on the New York Times bestseller list despite <laughs> not existing. Uh, uh, so this uh, so this guy actually uh has he he's been uh in the in the content creation business for a while with uh with all these elaborate hoaxes. Mm. You know, like to make likes to make commentaries on best lists. I've honestly never known how those were made So yeah. <laughs> I learned a little bit today You can actually just make them up yourself <laughs> So that that was pretty interesting mm-hmm. it was Nice that I could connect it to something That I'd read independently previously It's always a good thing What are
0: the chances? <laughs> you never know what you already know On this podcast
1: you know, was, like I said, gotta—you love that Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> uh, this guy was friends with Shel Silverstein, hmm. and this can't be a real name. Herb Gardner.
0: Herb Gardner. Herb Gardner. Herb Gardner. <laughs> so this guy gardens verb, uh, herbs. Huh. Maybe that is a stage name or a pen name. Ah, sure.
1: uh, could be. Or his parents were just really funny <laughs>
0: <laughs> Or they had no idea
1: they, Yeah they didn't it's Totally oblivious To the fact pop, 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 What kind of name pop. is Herb It's
0: true You don't I'll hear it too often like In fact I've never heard it in real George life I've only heard it In fictional
1: Um Things You know maybe it's just one of, one of those like Old-timey... Well, I guess this guy's from, like, the 1950s, so... That's true. So, one of those old-timey things where you're just, like... You know, there are names that you don't hear anymore, like, uh... I don't know, I haven't met anyone named, like, Priscilla... Right. ...in, in, like, 20 years, so... So, today I say, who's named Priscilla? Nobody. That's Mm -hmm. stupid. I'm sorry to any listeners named Priscilla. I'm really sorry. Your name's beautiful, I'm sure. Um... But Herb is just like It just seems like outside the realm of mm. Of like actual names It yeah. sounds fake when you think about it you're, I mean you listen to it and you're like Oh was, I'm reading about a guy named Herb You think about it for like two seconds You're like Herb cannot be a name That is too absurd
0: <laughs> You know it could also be Not That this is now. the first instance in of here Herb right now. The first Herb been Yes been. And that the parents were like you know we should name him Herb for this joke and then it became a name that other people used well that's an idea but it only really works for Gardener,
1: or um yeah maybe last name Gardening could be um you got Herb I really can't think of any other verbs you can use with Herb hmm. That grower? could also Herb grow. You know I think I think I've I, I've heard of Someone with the last name of grower hmm. Herb Grower That would work It's a hmm. this, this is a silly name This is absolutely silly I can't <laughs> believe it exists I'm in shock over here
0: Well he does have his own Wikipedia article so Oh we he could, does we Yeah could delve into it Mr. Gardener.
1: Wait hold on This is uh, this next name that it lists, with them and actress Lois Nettleton. Mm. Nettles. Mm. This isn't your garden variety troop of folk. <laughs> or maybe that's exactly what it is. It could be. So, wow. In yeah, this next paragraph, you know, but Gene, a little bit of a. Uh, I feel like he's a little bit of a, um... You know he, li- he likes to uh, he likes to take things. He's a little extreme. He's he was the shock jo- <laughs> jock before the shock jocks. He's when he was about to be released by his radio station in 1956 for not being commercial. You know this. I'm pretty sure this guy was on the cutting edge. <laughs> he was all about the content, the jokes, the listeners. You know they were like, you gotta have these commercials. We gotta sell st- stupid 1950s things. And this guy's <laughs> like, oh. I'll do a commercial for Sweetheart Soap. Not a. who didn't sponsor him. <laughs> and he got fired. That's incredible.
0: Yeah, he seems a bit of ahead of his time. And
1: you know, a Christmas story was ahead of its time. It's true. And that's that's how this whole train got started mm-hmm. with. well, that's how the whole train it started running with the family. Yes. This guy just has this is such a content heavy page Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's daunting actually he has a legacy (laughs) subsection anything with a legacy subsection is that's a that's
0: a lot of stuff Oh boy, here we go. What are we looking at here? We got a big bomb in the legacy section. Oh, what's going on? All right, In the Seinfeld Season 6 DVD set, commenting on the episode titled The Gymnast, Jerry Seinfeld said, He really formed my entire comedic sensibility. I learned how to do comedy from Gene Shepard. Wow, we have <laughs> unexpectedly st- like stumbled
1: upon... An important figure I had no mm-hmm. idea All I just knew He was the voice Behind you know He, w- he was Ralphie's conscious mm. Wow Furthermore The first name Of Seinfeld's Third child Is Shepherd.
0: Wow <laughs> That's
1: Wow That yeah. is some honor Wow
0: <laughs> I had no idea Who inspired Jerry Seinfeld Until right now
1: Oh He, he was Posthumously Posthumously I I was never really clear on that word <laughs> inducted into the National Radio Hall of Fame in 2005. Hmm. So, yeah, this guy this guy did a lot of things. He uh, you know, radio mm-hmm. uh, movies the military also. Yeah. He's he's done it all. Uh, you know, Steely Dan's Donald Fagan says that the eponymous figure from his solo album, The Nightfly, was based on Gene Shepard. So this yeah. guy is just a muse yeah, uh-huh. onto so many figures in media. <laughs> I don't really listen to Steely Dan, and I've never heard of uh, Don- uh, Donald Fagan's solo career. is must be... <laughs> Not very good, because I've never heard of the night fly, but Yeah. But Gene Shepard... Mm-hmm. Totally flying under the radar. Yeah. Definitely
0: just kind of in the subconscious. Most people aren't aware of him, but he's influencing a lot of people out there. Definitely.
1: He's got a, a filmography here. You got the, uh, the Christmas story and my summer story. Christmas Unwrapped, The History of Christmas, where he appears huh. as himself. Uh, a documentary about Babe Ruth. He appears as himself. <laughs> a lifelong White Sox fan. I don't know anything about baseball, I gotta be honest. So I don't. Where did. Do, where do, Babe Ruth was White Sox, right? Uh-huh.
0: I was under the impression that he was on the Yankees. You know what? But I could be wrong about that. Um, Because I'm not really a baseball history buff or a baseball buff in general.
1: Yeah, you know, I just hear the names and I'm like, oh, this person is Mm -hmm. an important figure in baseball. Yeah. You know, Babe Ruth, Jackie Robinson, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. and. You tell them, Oh, well who do they play for? I'm like, uh <laughs> Uh uh I I don't have an answer. I just kinda trail off like mm-hmm. uncomfortably.
0: Yeah, I I know names and I know teams, but I don't know them both together. You
1: can't connect the two. Yeah. I, I could I could do names and teams as well, but I'm in, I'm in the same boat, basically. Yeah. You know, a lot a lot of these uh, things the, in his filmography don't have articles associated with, so I guess a lot of them mm. were pretty obscure.
0: Yeah. I mean, I haven't heard of really any of these except for, obviously, the ones you already mentioned. Christmas Story and My Summer Story, which is I only know of because of today. Yeah. <laughs> and I also have heard of sesame street yeah apparently he was
1: on that one two episodes cowboy x segments which <laughs> sounds mysterious <laughs> and menacing
0: yeah i'm not sure i want to see those sketches
1: i don't want to see cowboy A- well i'm sure it's sesame street thought it's, it's gotta okay. be
0: yeah he's the
1: inspiration for cowboy
0: bebop <laughs> well what do you think we should go to from here oh there's so much there is a lot of options i was thinking
1: about it like the entire time (laughs) i was like there's so much stuff to go from yeah there's like even has ebay eBay linked at some point in this article (laughs) ebay what what am i supposed i don't know even how oh hold on Sometimes Shepard would accompany the recordings by playing the jew's harp, nose flute, or kazoo. I think maybe I want to learn about the kazoo. Hmm. I you know I never really and I, I never learned a lot about the kazoo. I just know it's a, yeah. an instrument that makes a very amusing noise.
0: <laughs> All I know is that it's usually cheap and made out of plastic. Oh yeah, but. Um, You think there are high-end kazoos out there? There has to be. But I don't really see the point If It's kind of like a, you know, pardon the pun, one-note instrument. You can just... It does one thing. You know, maybe someone... Maybe someone's just looking for a little
1: higher-quality note, you know. Mm.
0: Maybe... Really get that body behind the sound. Yeah, a nice, warm... Mm. wooden kazoo noise. Yeah. Maybe lined with like an ever so thin layer of gold just to bring out those qualities in the human voice. You know, you need that gold, that gold layering Mm. or else you just,
1: or else you're buying crap.
0: Yeah. Sometimes literally, because I can't verify this, but I've heard that sometimes kazoos are made out of Pieces. is that so wow i'm not gonna say i just made that up but well i'm never
1: gonna touch a kazoo again I'm, i was under the impression this podcast was to enlighten the viewers
0: so no, i'm, I'm just, just trying to put the maybe truth out there
1: i get what you're saying it could be true, so it I'm just be. never I'm gonna just touch the zoo for the rest of my <laughs> entire life. And I'm gonna
0: swear them off. Unless it has a certificate of authenticity saying it was definitely made out of these materials.
1: You no, know, uh, you know you can't. You can't uh, yeah, a certificate. That means a certificate of authenticity. Even mm. further, incredible. A certificate declaring that it's authentic. <laughs> you yep. can't make that stuff up. I mean, I can't even... That's just so duplicitous if you, if you if you say this kazoo's made out of, you know, real honest-to-goodness plastic, and then it's actually poop <laughs> wild.
0: Well, what kazoo's are, just to enlighten the viewer, is obviously it's an instrument, as we've been saying, and the player hums into the instrument. Unlike most instruments.
1: It adds a buzzing timbrel quality to a player's voice. When the player vocalizes into it, it is a type of merloton, Or, or s- merloton, I believe. Merloton. Huh. Wow. You know... Here we go We've got a picture here Actually, I, I did go to the kazoo article I did too Okay yeah. mm-hmm. A metal kazoo Next to a one euro coin mm. Which is probably All that it's worth <laughs> You know It does look like There are some high end kazoo's Yeah There's even A subsection On professional usage With an audio Example Which oh. You know I'm not gonna play Cause Maybe I wanna keep That childhood kazoo alive hmm. Maybe I don't want to listen to yeah. a, pr- a, a high-end kazoo. But you know, you said that it's just one note, but it looks like players can produce different sounds by singing specific syllables, such mm. as do, who, brr, or "burr" into the kazoo. You know? Okay. So that's at least
0: four notes. Mm. So I guess those are the only things that you can say into a kazoo. Or is that just examples of things? I don't want to say
1: it's the only things that I could possibly think of. I'm sure there are so many talented kazoo mm-hmm. players out there, listeners of the podcast mm-hmm. who are just leaping out of their chairs, they're mm-hmm. saying, you're wrong, you're wrong. you're not respecting the kazoo. That's true. You gotta, you know, give the give the kazoo a little mm-hmm. respect here because. It's more than four notes. It's more yeah. than just adding a buzzing noise. Yeah. It has its uses. And you know what? I think... I'm, I'll give the rest of this article a chance to redeem the kazoo. Mm-hmm. You know? It has a history section. Yeah. So, in case we wanted to figure out what was going on, how they made kazoos, like, wh- where kazoos came from. Now, my thought before actually reading the article was that... I, I thought African, possibly South American. And yeah. now I'm going to divert my eyes to the actual article and read. And I'm right. Hmm. It's Africa for hundreds of years for ceremonial purposes. Okay. And you know what, kazoo listeners? I'm sorry if yeah. I disparaged the kazoo. If I didn't give it a chance. Yeah. Because it has its place in ceremony and ritual, mm-hmm. and I gotta say, that buzzing is, like, music... Well, I mean, it is literally music.
0: Yeah. It is music, to my ears. kind of has that nice, like, insects-at-night-time kind of quality to it, you know? Kind of a peaceful, something that's, like, going through you all the time, you know? yeah.
1: No, I, You know, I, I guess a kazoo At a certain tone Could be good for some Some white noise mm. If you just have a low mm. volume Although maybe that would just be uh, Super annoying, I don't know Yeah, it would depend on the kazoo player Maybe yeah. Or, or uh, the quality of the recording mm-hmm.
0: Or the quality of the kazoo
1: That's true Um no, I used to sleep with a uh, with a white noise generator thing. So maybe I just need a good kazoo recording. it yeah, be. You know, the f- uh, we got here. The first documented appearance of a kazoo was created by an American inventor, Warren Wait, Herbert <laughs> Frost. There it is. No. Well, I, I, I guess I should have thought about this before, but Herb is just a contraction of Herbert mm. because that ert part is too much. Yeah. I just want the herb, not the ert. Yeah. Who named his new musical instrument kazoo in his patent number two hundred seventy thousand five hundred forty-three on January ninth, eighteen eighty-three? So that's just the modern inca- incarnation of the kazoo. And wow, there's a there's a kazoo company founded in 1916, and there's a kazoo museum. Wow, a museum. Yeah, you know they got museums for everything. There's a <laughs> well, I can see the need for for a, a museum of this type, but uh, about, uh I know of a, a clock and watch museum, mm-hmm. and every time I pass by it, I just think, why isn't the tagline, "It's about time." Mm. It's a wasted opportunity. I, I can't think of a good one for Kazoos, unfortunately. Oh, See no. what all the buzz oh, is about? Oh, <laughs> my gosh. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got me. I oof. <laughs> it was on the tip of my tongue when you, when you blurted it out. You <sighs> whiz. Oh, but... See what all the buzz is about (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one No I want to know if If that's what their tagline is It Once again Wasted opportunities (laughs) We could go to the museum We could We we could just go over there right now And uh We could go to South Carolina And actually visit it But I think the Mm. Wikipedia page will suffice Yeah I think so well, let's go over to the kazoo, the kazoo museum. museum. I'm not anticipating a lot of content here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's way more words about this kazoo <laughs> museum than I anticipated. Yeah. It houses. Oh, it's in a. Uh, Beaufort. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. South
0: Carolina. So, yeah, I think that's how you pronounce that.
1: Yeah. Uh, houses one of the largest collections of kazoo's in the world. You know. Now, that's,
0: notice the wording there. One of the largest collections.
1: Well, I mean, something as prolific as the kazoo. You have mm. to imagine, you know, there are collectors out there. there there's some guy on it's Wikipedia who's, who's scouring every day for kazoos, looking for the one yeah. lost piece of his collection, the one super rare kazoo mm. made by the Kazoo Company in 1916, first pressing the original kazoo. It's got a the museum is located in the Kazoobi kazoos factory
0: hmm. which is it's located
1: in the factory within the factory Kazoobee you know is uh is a kazoo manufacturing process loud I have I to imagine wonder there's a lot of humming yeah I, I I would hate to work there to be honest I would not want to manufacture a kazoo yeah I can't imagine that would be too pleasant steel mill now that's that seems noble that seems hmm. hard working mm-hmm. but uh kazoo you know how how do you go back to your wife and kids and you say, "Oh, another terrible day at the kazoo factory only I had two
0: thousand of them today
1: I've got this ringing in my ears. <laughs> Is there a bee in the house but uh I, I'm sure they're happy there It's just not for me. Hmm. They've got a collection of kazoos, Kazoo recordings and kazoo memorabilia. So if you wanted, mm-hmm. if you wanted to like voluntarily listen to recordings of kazoos, there you go. Mm-hmm. Just go ahead, head on down to Beaufort, South Carolina, go to the Kazoo, kazoo Museum. Wow.
0: One of the lar- be kazoos is one of the lar- world's largest distributors of kazoos
1: Founded by Rick Hubbard <laughs> and Gail
0: Andrus. Well, that's a name Started as an internet retailer of kazoo's, So I guess it has moved on to Or maybe Maybe it's still an internet retailer well, Primarily mm. And they just kind of mm.
1: Well I don't know Because they have the, the factory and the museum
0: mm-hmm. So they I might guess They have expanded and
1: Yeah Kind of shifted from You know Internet retailing to like Hey we love kazoos We wanted to bring them yeah. out into the mainstream We wanted to show everyone You know oh, Our like love this. for kazoos mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In in real space like Not just the internet yes, like that, It, You know I have to imagine a recording of kazoo Probably probably doesn't do it as much justice As hearing that, that Sweet honey music yeah. Ringing in your ear in person
0: I think so And I mean, this factory was only founded in 1997, and it's already one of the world's largest distributors. Yeah, you know, I guess
1: they found a market, a niche market. There's a need. Yeah, just dove right in there, Mm -hmm. and they succeeded. And you know what? Good on them. Now they're supplying most of the world's kazoos, maybe? Yeah. And... You know, that's just a feel-good story mm-hmm. Survive probably the, you know dot That's com the American burst. Dream, Yeah, really
0: Yeah, to absolutely Start from nothing on the internet And then you become the world's largest distributor
1: You know, they should have a documentary about this place That's true Should get, well, I mean, he's dead now But uh, in the two yeah. years that he was alive while this company existed Should have narrated a documentary, uh, Gene Shepard They should have so we got. There's a separate section about the museum founding, so. A forerunner of the Kazoo Museum was created by television personality and kazoo enthusiast Bose Frankel. Now, I had no idea. Hmm. Uh, in 2007, located in Seattle. And then the collection moved to Portland, Oregon, where it was not available for public viewing. <laughs> 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 oh, I like that except via the kazoo museum's website <laughs> i have a <laughs> i have a private collection of <laughs> kazoos i do not want anyone to see it you know i can understand it there you know just put it on the internet if We're you all-
0: really want here. to see a picture of it i will s- i will show you a picture of it on a website yeah it, it has as to be, far as i'm willing to go
1: has to be on the website i I'm just afraid he might touch it.
0: He might try to blow into the kazoo. That's the number one problem with kazoo museums. People yep. try to blow into a... Oh. It's
1: a real problem. I can I can totally understand why this guy made <laughs> his kazoo collection private. <laughs> uh, oh, whoa.
0: At this time, the collection comprised approximately 100 kazoos. Wow. That is a lot of kazoos.
1: Yeah. That's more kazoos that I could even dream of trying to yeah. blow into <laughs> I can't even imagine that many different kinds of kazoos yeah, well it just shows your ignorance of the kazoo industry it's true I won't deny it. it's a it's an art you have to uh you have to respect the kazoo <laughs> like I said our kazoo loving listeners are, are just chomping at the bit to send us an email saying you morons <laughs> you fools. The kazoo is a beautiful instrument. There's way more than a hundred varieties of them. You wouldn't know a 1916 kazoo from a a, a 2015 kazoola if, you know, your life depended on it. You you just would not be able to tell the difference.
0: Well, I mean, if if our listeners would like to complain, they feel free to contact us they know where to find us oh yeah
1: um almost a century actually now i think about it between that the first kazoo company being Mm. founded yeah and so we're coming up on a century of american kazoos
0: Hmm. you know what having a hundred kazoos would be perfect one for each year of the century
1: yeah, but uh, unfortunately by two thousand ten the collection had expanded to around two hundred pieces. Awesome. So I guess they found those other one hundred kazoos mm-hmm. in, in pretty quick order.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I hope they didn't just go around different stores like grocery stores and just buy whatever garden variety kazoo they had hanging up on those little Eric, these are, are enthusiasts. The these yeah.
1: these are these are the head honchos of the kazoo world They would not just go around And, and get a, a grocery store kazoo More than one of each color And just display it Well um, you may be right about you know, that I, You know we saw that That picture of the metal kazoo With the one euro coin next to it mm-hmm. It looked nice It was I thought that was a handsome looking kazoo I really liked that one
0: yeah, I mean, that, that was a nice-looking kazoo. I bet that's part of the museum. or Oh, yeah, I'm sure.
1: Or owned by you know one of our kazoo-loving listeners mm-hmm. uh, from
0: Europe with the Euro. I wonder if they've made any kazoo's out of Euros. I mean, I feel like that's theoretically possible. I
1: think theoretically so. I think legally it's inadvisable. I know. Let's read more about the collection. Uh, museum visitors can learn about the history of the kazoo, which we just kind of did a little bit, mm-hmm. from its invention in the 1840s through to the present day at the museum, and can tour the working factory to see the modern production techniques. Mm-hmm. Putting another pin in my map, gotta, gotta see uh, the kazoo factory mm-hmm. and museum. Uh, one of the world's largest private kazoo collections.
0: So it's still considered a private collection? I believe so.
1: I think it has public viewing, but it's private collection. So oh, okay. I'm not really sure about public-private versus uh, in, as far as like museum mm-hmm.
0: things are. So does the collection still belong to Bose, Frankl? Or has he relinquished all I, of his kazoos know,
1: to this company? Earlier, it lists Bose as a curator. So, I'm not exactly sure. A museum curator. I'm going to be honest, I know nothing about the museum business. Yeah. What is a curator actually? Well, I guess they they select what goes in the exhibit. Mm-hmm. But do, do they actually own the collection or not? I know they choose. They choose what what's
0: shown. Yeah, I think they pick the pieces that will be shown.
1: I, I would imagine it's private. i I, I think it is bozos. Yeah. Kazoo enthusiast, that's hilarious to me, actually. <laughs> um, kazoos in the collection include one used in the television program, the Partridge Family. Wow. Kazoos shaped like famous cartoon characters. Electric kazoos. Oh wow. I, you know i I don't even know what that would be like an electric kazoo. <laughs> Now I'm intrigued. Yeah. And kazoos that are over a 100 years old. Hmm. Oh, and it features an old press used to make kazoo parts, kazoo music sheets, and various pieces of memorabilia. Once again, how many notes can you do
0: on a kazoo? Well, apparently a lot. I mean, according to our listeners.
1: That's true. Uh, More than four. Yeah. You got your... Your hum, your who, your burr, and your er. Do. Do. Yeah. That's five. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. there's an entire world of
2: possibility. Mm
0: -hmm. We're actually coming up on our time, and I think that the Kazoo Museum is a good place to wrap up the episode. You know,
1: it doesn't leave a ringing in the ears. Hmm. It's yeah. more like a low hum.
0: Yeah, so there you have it. From It Runs in the Family to the Kazoo Museum. Um, if you liked this, please visit facebook.com slash podcast and give us a like and follow. And then head over to iTunes and rate and review us. And you can also find new episodes on our website, Twc.erictoribio.com. I'd like to thank Louis Armstrong for our theme song and Woody Herman for our outro song. So, thanks again for joining us. I was Eric. And I still am Ben. And this was the Wikipedia Chronicles. All right. Nicely done. Wow. That
1: was very fun. <laughs> yeah. It's done
0: yeah. It was how the magic happens.
1: I told my girlfriend what I was doing to listen. Wow I gotta say <laughs> She is going to be itching To listen to this <laughs>
0: one It's always nice to have new listeners
1: She's a uh, She's a kazoo enthusiast, you see.